Welcome to the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Join me for conversations about how to advocate for our kids in a one-size-fits-all world. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Gladys Simon is our guest today, and I knew we were going to be quick friends because in her background, she has a saying on her wall that says, every child is an artist. So this is going to be a great conversation because I think we are all on the same page in terms of how wonderfully, uniquely capable and talented our kiddos are in their very own misfit way. So let me tell you a little bit more about Gladys. She is a life coach for moms who are trying to balance their work and family life. Hello, all of us, right? (laughs) She's also a life enthusiast who lived in five different countries, mastered two languages. It took becoming a fabulous mama for her to tap into some big superpowers within herself. Can't wait to learn more. And I love this. You describe yourself as a former quiet introvert, but today you are very passionate about helping women live big beautiful and shooting for the stars kinds of lives. I love it. Gladys, thanks for coming on. What an introduction. You were saying all those things. I'm like, man, I want to meet that person. And I'm like, I live with that person. I live with that person 100%. So, well, thank you so, so, so much for having me on your platform and helping me amplify that message of mine, that little purpose that I kind of stumble across. So Gladys, you also call yourself an advocate for the working mama. And I just love that. Uh, As a full-time working mom, business owner, I get the push pull of really actually the constant guilt. Um, And I'm not, I don't think I'm a hard on myself kind of person. I'm just being honest here that when I'm working, I feel guilty that I'm not playing with my kids or doing more mom stuff. When I'm with my kids and doing mom stuff, then I'm feeling guilty that I'm not doing things for work and you know serving my clients. So it is a, a kind of constant affliction a lot of times for all moms, but also working moms, because we've got so many stakeholders, right? We're, we're working so hard to serve so many people. Um, and on that note, actually, I want to talk about how and why, really, it's so easy for moms in that mix of things to neglect altogether or at a minimum deprioritize our relationship with ourselves you need you hit the nail uh, on the head so to speak so advocate you know be kind to yourself perfection Mm. is not the goal here your children don't want the perfect mom they want someone that loves them unconditionally and deeply right that's all they want that's not perfection. And we have to also let go of those standards that sometimes we put so high <laughs> with our own self. We are our own harsh critic. And by saying that, I'm I mean typically thinking about the example that you you gave where I'm with my kid and I'm thinking about work and I'm at work and I'm thinking about my kid. It's important to know that you the common element between those two worlds, the work and the life. And if I go back to my own example, the pandemic had to throw me in the spotlight where I had to change from mommy <laughs> to employee sometime 
in the split of a second, where before it was all organized, Gladys the worker, Gladys the parent, were never meeting each other, right? So you have to understand that at some point, you cannot separate that too much. You're the only person there. And then what I, I try to do, and I advise my, my coaching mom, is to be cognition to say, it doesn't have to be quantity, it has to be quality time. So even if you spend 20 minutes working on a project at work, those are the 20 minutes that you let go of the guilt, you let go of the remorse, and it's 20 minutes. In a 24 hours day, 20 minutes, you can spare that, right? And, and focus mm -hmm. on that task. And then you have the other 10 minutes or 30 minutes with your kid. And this is completely that unconditional time that you have with them. I've heard it explained as work-life integration, because this idea of balance makes us think that there's some like mathematical formula yeah we're both kind of weighing our hands like there's a scale and if i just perp if i had a little bit over here and then outweigh it with a little bit over here and it's almost like extra guilt to equalize somehow or even it out or exactly 20 minutes of work and 20 minutes of play and if that's you and listening you're like yes i felt that like balance means i have to keep score and both sides have to even out don't worry about that that's not what it's about it's more about that I don't know if seamless is the right word, but I don't have a better one right now. So I'll use it. That seamless integration on all parts of our lives. And yes, you're so right. We're the thing at the center of all of those things. We are the common point. We are the spoke, that core. So yeah, so awesome. And I, I also love how you talk about being the imperfect mom way back. There's many episodes ago a wonderful, very accomplished Pittsburgh businesswoman, because I'm in Pittsburgh, Beth Caldwell. For any of you that missed that episode, you might have to go back a couple pages on the episode um, link on the website, but go back and listen to it. She's a hoot, totally hilarious. And we both had a good laugh about how, you know, when we brought in um, the snacks for our kids at school, right? There's those moms and power to them. Like if you're that mom, like I am amazed by you constantly. You're the Pinterest mom. You know what you see on Pinterest, you can actually replicate perfectly. But she and I were laughing that we have screwed that stuff up so bad. And, you know, but we're laughing at it. So giving yourself grace, knowing our own limitations. And one other thing I just wanted to mention about the whole putting ourselves first because it feels super selfish right you know it's well if i'm first then i'm denying someone else but we all know the saying if mama ain't happy nobody is happy but i would give a different iteration of that which is if mama ain't healthy nobody's healthy yeah can you kind of like speak to that a little bit more oh, i definitely can because i was gonna say that even with my own self or, or with my coaching uh, moms there's one thing that I see very clear, a pattern. We have been conditioned, whether by society or whatever, we see on TV or whatever, to put everybody's need first. I don't know if it's a woman thing. I don't know if it's a mom thing, but it's just very apparent to me that we're very comfortable. We became very comfortable in coming last. So the way I see it is, I compare us women and us mom uh, to a very expensive smartphone, right? Mm. Just imagine, but money is no object. Any budget that you have, you go and buy the most expensive smartphone. So you can, like us, 
run multiple applications at the same time. As a mom, you have all those things going on and you, you manage the perfect harmony in everything that you are the center of. But that very expensive smartphone, if the battery level comes and say less than 20%, what do we do? We just go and look for a charger. We are that expensive smartphone. So when you get that battery level, 20%, 10%, you have those signal, but you condition to keep going. Why do you wait? You wouldn't wait for your mobile phone to be completely blank because it, it's still expensive, but it's not an expensive paperweight. Good. But you will not be useful to any world you are part of. And it's so obvious when you make it a smartphone analogy, but yet when we think of ourselves, humans, there's a disconnect there, but yet we just have that mental block. And something that I share with my coaching clients all the time is the fact, the reality that our striving energy is finite. So much like the battery on the cell phones, our mental batteries, there is only so much fuel in the tank. And no amount of wanting to do more, prepping to do more, actually allows us to do more. It is just a human limitation, much like our physical energy. So for all of you out there that are marathon runners, power to you. That I feel like I wasn't gifted with a lot of athleticism in my genetic pool. Or maybe that's just a good excuse for not, for not doing jogging as an exercise. But for those people who are amazing marathon runners, obviously they're skilled. Obviously they're dedicated, clearly they've trained, but if we envision the scene at the end of a marathon and the finish line, people are not crossing the finish line and saying, okay, I'm ready for the next, where's the next start line. They are falling over the finish line. They are um, barely making it. They're sitting on the curb. They're resting. They go home and rest because their physical energy is spent and we get that our bodies aren't going to do any more for us in that point. And while it's obvious with the smartphone, while it might be obvious with our physical energy after a big, you know, physically taxing event, I still feel like there's this sense, particularly amongst high achievers, mm -hmm. which I would certainly put myself in that high achiever type AAA category. Glass is raising her hand too. You know, you know, you know who you are. I think there's this, um, lie we tell ourselves that we're the energizer bunnies right like i can keep going i can keep going i've got this i can keep going and no no and it's not a sign of weakness to say i don't got this it's actually the strength it's the wisdom it's the foresight to say i'm on 10 percent battery and before i go dead and i'm not good to anybody i only need 10 minutes i only need 20 minutes or maybe longer but like i think the irony there is the maintenance is so much easier than the burnout and dealing with that. That's a much bigger fallout. Taking time to recharge a battery will require consistency because at the beginning it will feel bizarre. Like if I decide to go <laughs> and run, I don't know, a marathon today without, without any training whatsoever, it's not going to be fun. But if I go every day for 10 minute running and then next week I increase by five extra minutes, then I start building up some resilience, some muscles. So taking time for yourself 
as a mother, as a woman, it's going to sound completely crazy or selfish or insert whatever word that comes to mind when you say, I'm going to take some time off. And taking some time off, I usually do that exercise with my coaching moms. It is 10 minutes, 20 minutes, one hour, whatever, you know, thing. but you have to be fanatical about having it daily. And it has to be something that has nothing to do with someone else. So, AKA, don't go and iron clothes <laughs> and say that one hour for me. Don't go and prep meal for the week because that's the one hour. If you do love cooking, go and cook, but cook something for you. Make a cake that you love, anything. But it doesn't have to be something extraordinary, although we are all extraordinary people, but it could be as simple as just doing something dedicated to yourself. And the purpose of it is to replenish with that good energy a little bit more. Because mm -hmm. every role that you're taking up, when I'm going from the mom to the sister, to the friend, to the employee, to the spouse, I'm spreading a little bit of goodness every time. But then I need to reach up that to be able to spread even more goodness the following day. So I typically say I have 10 minutes during the day and then I have one hour after, you know, dinner and everything where it's a one hour dedicated to myself. Was it easy? No, but superpower delegation. One of the things I find so hard to do at the beginning was to ask for help and accept help. And when I say accept help, it doesn't mean that people will not help, but we had that tendency to say help has to be exactly the way I imagine help has to be. So <laughs> I remember one part of the pandemic, I travel for work and my husband sent a picture of, of our daughter going to bed and she had that tutu and those sparkle. She decided to go to bed with her tutu dress and I was hyperventilating because she was not in pajamas, but the world didn't end. <laughs> and this is what you think, you know what, help doesn't have to be exactly what I want it to be or what I envision, but if it takes, you know that the world will carry on and you can recharge your battery, then accept that. So let's be real. Okay. Because I, so my kids are getting older. So I've got eight and six year old now, although this still is true. I can tell them, Hey, I'm taking an hour of mommy time, but then we all have had it happen. Right. I mean, even in the bathroom, the hand comes under the door, you get the knock, 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 like mama, I need you. <laughs> like, how do you get your family to respect that time and not have the knock on the door? So many times I've tried to nap and it, you have those interruptions. And so it's not only us claiming that time, which is huge and a big part of it, but it's our family respecting that time. How did you make that part happen? Okay. <laughs> Every family is different. The dynamics of every family is different. So I was lucky enough to have a husband. And at the beginning, it was not easy either because you're breaking out a habit. It's not easy. So for me, for example, what I said is explain to everybody at the beginning, I need some time to just, you know, reset a little bit because I'm tired. And my kid had the same age like Isaiah. So it started by using like child-friendly language. Mom needs to go and rest a little bit. I need to take a nap. And of course they will come in 
but he's being very firm and saying very little sentence, mom is napping, I will come back to you in an hour. And then they, you know, making less excited to come to me. I've become very boring when I'm in my recharge mode, right? I'm not saying anything, I'm talking to you. And then you say, I need to recharge. So that's what worked for me, redirecting, repush. And then my husband start picking up and start pulling them. So they understand that there's a time where mom's going to be unavailable, <laughs> no matter what, unless everything is burning, uh, for sure. I had another a client of mine that said that when she takes those time off, she physically leaves. She goes for a walk or she goes and sits in a garden somewhere, but she is physically unavailable. So it might work for some people. Some people will just go to a different place in the, in the room and put a lock. So the door is locked. So there's, there's no way, even no amount of knocking and hurting, but you cannot get in. Other ways around it, of course, and I'm saying everybody has their own dynamic in their family, but I think we should give credit to our children a little bit more than we, we tend to. Um, telling them, my kid love to, to help. And sometimes just explaining, mom's going to take a little nap. I'm a bit tired and, and put them in charge to say, you know, with me up in an hour, son. And they're very, very conscious of the task they are playing into this, <laughs> right? I love that. Enlisting them in helping rather than sort of pitting yourselves on either side of this, you know, I'm trying to do this and you need to do something else or you need to respect it. It's more like, how can you help me recharge? What's your role to play? in this really important effort. Ah, I love that. I haven't thought of it that way before. That's good. And then also you can make it a game like my daughter will just put blanket on me. I don't sleep for it, but it's for her understanding that this nap time, she will put the blanket, she will give me a little story and she will, oh, she will go. And I'm big. After she's gone, I take the blanket off. And... <laughs> but it's almost like a ritual that you set to say, now this is the time. And, and the same way with them, when they were still taking the nap, it was also a world ritual. I was saying, okay, time for nap. And they kind of used to that, to ritual before we go for a nap. So I'm just saying it's the same thing mom needs to do. Different ways to do things, depending on your family dynamic. If you have to remove yourself physically and then Take it as an excuse to do a Zumba class or a walk or meet with a girlfriend. But as long as it's anything that re-energizes you, replenishes you, and has nothing to do with anything else, no, don't tidy your house, <laughs> no, don't add mm -hmm. new clothes, no, don't prep meal. But almost ask yourself, what does, do I want to do today? Like if no question were asked, what will replenish me? Um, is it meeting my mm -hmm. old girlfriend for a coffee? Is it, I went to, um, I treat myself to a meal in a restaurant by myself. It was odd because mm -hmm. people think, oh, you expecting someone? No, I just want to have a meal with myself, a fancy. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's a great example too. The meal by yourself, the walking in the garden, doing some exercise. But my favorite part about all of that is that litmus test of, it has to be about you and not for the benefit of anyone else in that moment. Really great 
filter and good gut check on that too. Cause I, I agree with you. I think a lot of times we're doing things that we call recharge time, but it's really just doing things for others, serving others, but alone. I love the serving. Your, that time for yourself is your act of service to you. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, awesome. Well, Gladys, this has just been such a, I feel like filling my cup kind of conversation. I'm sure everyone listening feels a bit more encouraged, probably had a little takeaway that they can implement today, which is awesome. And I want to let everyone who's listening know that Gladys offered a free success journal, and we're going to make that available to everyone who is signed up for our episode insiders. You hear me talk about that all the time, but in case you don't know what it is yet, or you're not yet in on it, it's just our email. We send it out when new uh, episodes drop. We're just telling you more about the amazing guests that we have. We pack in free stuff or special stuff. So go to the website, mothersofmisfits.com. You just scroll down, put in your email address, seriously, 30 seconds or less. And you're in on this stuff because we want to make it extra special for that community and the folks who sign up. So if you want the free success journal, just keep an eye out for your inbox for that to come through. But thanks again, Gladys, for coming on. This has been really fun, really uplifting. And I just appreciate you and the work that you're doing for, for mom. Thank you so much. And together, you're doing a fantastic thing. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We also invite you to visit us at mothersofmisfits.com.